0: Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School Podcast. We just hit episode 88. (gasps) Two more, and then we're at 90. Thanks for being here. Okay, my guest today, where do I even start? Well, one, he's one of my favorite humans in this world. Uh, He is a dear friend. He is a fellow coach and teacher. He is a powerful leader in the space of training. Uh, He is a business owner. He's a husband. He's a dad. uh, And it's actually really cool. I have a male on the podcast. I don't have a lot of males on the podcast, but I had to get him on because, well, one, uh, he has so much knowledge uh, in this space of training and building a strong, resilient, and capable body. He's done it for over a decade. He helps so many of his tribesters, which we get into today, uh, build strong, bendy, and very skillful bodies. Vic Hoxley is the founder and owner of Anatomy in Motion, also known as AIM. Anatomy in Motion is in Sydney, Australia, and he owns and runs this with his powerhouse of a wife, Sarah. And I had to get him on because I have been speaking a lot about training foundations, timelines, you know, how long it actually takes to build strong, resilient, capable bodies and to get the results that we want in our training. And I felt like I needed someone on my side. (laughs) So I asked Vic to come on and speak about his work uh, and, you know, his beliefs around training and how to build strong foundations, timelines, you know, how we get results. They have some pretty cool uh, values and priorities in AIM. So they really value quality of movement. And for those of you who know me and know my work, Quality matters. You know, how well we move matters. AIM also prioritizes personalization. So this individualization uh, for all of their tribe members. And they thrive on this learning environment. So they have these specialized sessions and small um, tribe classes to train together, you know, We Vic and I believe that we're stronger together, we learn better in an environment where we're training together, but it's also really important for it to be personalized and individual, so both are really key and both shine through AIM, and they also are students, you know, Vic's a student himself, and he's been a coach and a teacher for over 10 years, but if you watch his practice uh one you've got to go check him out you know <laughs> we get into talking about aesthetics and body composition and you know how to look good naked but you have to go and have a look at his uh, body composition and what he can do and the thing that we really talk about is that that's a byproduct from our practice the way that we look and so go check him out He's also an internal, uh, a eternal student, you know, he's always learning himself. Uh, the thing that I love about them is that they have, you know, three coaches, no bullshit coaches that are amazing teachers at AIM. They have specialized sessions, you know, they have what they call a tribe, uh, which is their members, their clients are tribesters. And they've created this culture, which is so cool to watch uh, through their social media. So on the podcast today, Vic and I talk about how to build a strong foundation. We really talk about the fundamentals of training. And here's a little bit of a snapshot of what we chat about. So we start off by talking about foundation and this concept of foundation and why it's important. And the fundamentals of training, you know, what are the fundamentals? Why do we need them and how do we start building them? Then we chat about key things we need to have to have a successful training practice. And, uh, you know, it's a plan and a strategy and a program. It's a try, but we also talk about other uh, things that are really fundamental We talk about how to train to build a strong body. You know, what does the training look like? Uh, What's the journey look like? Then we chat about body composition and results and how to look good naked. And then we finish with talking about, you know, AIM's uh, core values and the work that Vic is doing in uh, the space of leading coaches and trainers, which is so cool. You know, I've been in the fitness space for over 13 years and most coaches and trainers aren't healthy themselves and actually don't know how to train properly. And so Vic has created AIM Academy and that is for coaches uh, and it's a development program where he is teaching uh, and empowering coaches you know, to learn the, the method that he uses through AIM. And it's amazing. Uh, I've been lucky enough to go in to AIM and present some of my work around training with the menstrual cycle to all the coaches in the academy. But Vic is the leader that we need in this space. Uh, it's very hard to find a good coach. And Vic is an amazing coach and an amazing leader. And I'm so grateful to know him uh, and to work alongside him to help people build strong, resilient, capable bodies using, you know, our process and a method that we've been experiencing ourselves for over a decade. Okay, Warrior Woman, I hope you enjoy this conversation with my dear friend and fellow coach, Vic Hawksley. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe lifting weights, knowing our cycles and training with them is the future of women's training. I also believe this training, nutrition and health stuff shouldn't feel so goddamn hard and we should all feel strong and confident. So this is your go-to show for practical information to build a stronger and healthier body. You'll find content on training, nutrition, hormones, and tons of experts who want to help you get stronger and healthier. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Okay, I'm so excited to have you on today to talk about training foundations, timelines, just the work that you do, uh, client success journeys, and just there's going to be so much in this. Uh, And I've been thinking a lot about journeys and timelines over the past couple of months. And I was like... Okay, who can I get in my corner? I need someone to come on and I need someone to talk about it. So this is why you're here.
1: Amazing. Let's get this (laughs) thing started.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I talk a lot about like building this foundation, like building your body from the ground up. Uh, And I would really love to know what does building a foundation mean to you? And why do you think it's important?
1: Okay, cool. So there are a couple of ways I could answer this question, but I will answer it in the way that um, we teach our tribe or talk about it to our tribe, as well as our coaches. Okay. So To keep things simple, I think we really need to understand the terminology of foundation. What does it actually mean, right? Because it's very, very interchangeable with second important thing, which we consider fundamental, right? Fundamental foundation, like it sounds same, same, they got intel in the end, right? But the, the start is totally different. And... Let's look at the word fundamental first because that will lay the basis for the foundation. So fundamental, you know, we all know is something known as essential. Essential being it's necessary. It's absolutely integral, right? So in terms of training, we talk about fundamental patterns and everybody knows, you know, hey, squat, push, pull, all this kind of stuff, right? So these are like, let's say, fundamental patterns, which we know is integral for us to grow physically, develop ourselves physically, to be physically intelligent, right? These are non-negotiable things we need to have. The problem is what we consider these essentials, these basics, fundamental, often give us more grief. People don't know these basics. So we need something prior to these basics, right? And this is where this word foundation comes into play. Well, what is foundation? Effectively, it is a base upon which we can stack, right? Cool, funky things on top of. Now, this base, if we don't have it, it it doesn't make sense to work on these essentials like that's the simple thinking you know you've we hear this analogy of your pyramid your peak is only as big as your base you know kind of but no one wants to talk about this space you know kind of because man we can go on this forever and that's where people's mentality is you know it's like well what is this foundation how long is it going to take and like when am I going to start to see a little bit of a you know, horizon, when do I climb this peak, right? And this is where this, you know, there's this little bit of, a uh, uh, not a confusion, but sometimes, you know, kind of misunderstanding is, right? So effectively foundation is something that we all need to have, right? A really good grasp of, and it doesn't really ever go away either, right? It's something that we continually kind of work on, lean on, build on, refine and things like that. Um, so that's what like I would consider foundation. It's basically like, you know, the stuff before the non-negotiable happens, which basically means like <laughs> this is the Mughdaddy of non-negotiable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So when you talk about a foundation, like what's in a foundation for you?
1: Perfect. Um, okay. So again, using that fundamental as an example, let's say, right? And again, coming back to the, the terminologies and what we consider fundamentals I talked about, Let's say in in terms of training patterns, you know, let's say we talk about squat, push, pull, all this kind of stuff, right? So there's actual moving part. Well, the foundation is like, well, this awareness piece, this ability to control that awareness, right? Because effectively the fundamentals is like, well, it's a little bit easy because once we're aware and we can control it, we can just push. Yeah. Right? So fundamental is pushing the basics. Well, foundation is learning, understanding and owning it right And that's where the, the magic is because as we know, everybody learns differently. Everybody's context is different. right So this foundation effectively is a a platform or can be seen as a North star right that we can either work from or work towards. So to me foundations are more things like like getting a good grasp of you know who you are, where you are, you know kind of and how do things apply to you. Right and to kind of uh, put that into more of a tangible way in terms of training, the the massive focus that we put on uh, are four things, you know, kind of. And again, we can go so deep into these four things, but if we can expose these four notions pretty early on, we find, or we've not just find, but we've found that building stuff on top of this is like super simple, not easy, but super simple. So the four things that we consider, you know, foundational is this attention on what we, call, what we say, hip and spine integrity. We, 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 we can also call this hinging of the hips, right? Now, of, of course, in a weight room, in a gym environment, being able to hinge at the hips is integral, but, you know, day to day, Understanding, being aware, and having the capacity to hinge at the hips—it's you know that's a non-negotiable, right? Then we have this concept of like shoulder stability, right? And again, it's such a big umbrella because you know our shoulders can move in such a wide range of motion. So to have a good grasp of understanding of, cool, where my shoulders can go, you know. So having the awareness piece and that, like what do I need to do to create stability in these different positions? Can I actually do that? Create the environment to do so because only then can I start to produce large amount of force effectively, I can do more strength work, right? So, you know, as an example, a lot of people, and again, I'm generalizing here, but a lot of people struggle with overhead or back behind, right? So extension, in this overhead position, right? So we don't need to go kamikaze, right? And start to press or whatever kind of thing, but simple things like, you know, uh, like what we can, you know, let's say using tangible thing again, like something like hanging for instance, like we can practically get, anybody can do it. We The cool thing is we can step sideways and regress it so simply, right? By just deloading it. Even if it's like little to no weights in the hands, it's by having the hands above the head or the other side, like, okay, full body weights, passive, active, couple of funky things, show me what you can do, express this, that sort of thing. Those are the easy stuff, right? So shoulder stability, this concept of shoulder stability is really integral as part of foundation. So so far we have, hip and spine integrity or hinging, and then shoulder stability. So we've got downstairs and upstairs, right? Then this third side of things, the third key thing, this is something that probably doesn't get spoken often about in strength or movement, right? Which is this attention and intention to breathing. Now in terms of let's say training, especially strength, you know, we know we need our breath to be able to create tension you know, we can refer to it as bracing and that sort of thing. We also know kind of breath can be utilized to downregulate us as well, right? So this breath is super powerful tool. I mean, the way I frame it up is like, it's so integral that you just can't live without it. I mean, true. I mean, (laughs) fact, right? (laughs) So it sounds so stupid when I say it, right? But, you know, if we're not aware and not in control of how and where we're able to breathe, And being able to be adaptive and how we use our breath in different tasks and scenarios, right? So bringing, you know, the breathing analogy or breathing concept to being able to hinge the hips or shoulder stability in different positions, like it, it just amplifies those other two, you know, concepts, right? So we've got the hinging, we've got the shoulder stability, then we've got the breathing. And the third and last is effectively like single leg work, right? So I call it like, you know, I talked about the fundamentals being hinging at the hips or squatting, right? We can call it knee dominant or hip dominant, that sort of thing, right? Um, And the key thing is like, I don't know about you, but we say squat is basic and fundamental, but a lot of people who come to us at the start, like squat is not basic. Like squat is like, it's a struggle. It's like, fuck, (laughs) I can't go down there, right? It's like world of pain, right? So it's not a basic for them, right? Um, so if that's the basic, well, what's before then, (laughs) right? So this is why in the the process of foundation, we talk about, okay, let's, let's look at single leg, right? And we can look at that single leg from a stability perspective. We can look at it from a pure awareness. You know, can you stand on one leg? Can you pick that shit up in front of you? That's like hinging. You're going to have to hinge at the hips. You know, can you bend your knees this way? It's like, like more knee dominant. And then we can start to layer things up because we're starting to bring awareness to one leg, to other legs, starting to kind of, you know, build trust, confidence, you know, and being able to move in different, you know, uh, different ways, effective on legs. Because once we're confident there and once we have a certain capacity, like standing on two legs and doing two le- t- you know, stuff on two legs becomes really simple. You know, if you can, for example, again, tangible movements, let's say something like single leg deadlift is something we'd consider, you know, kind of like a foundational kind of thing, right? Because if somebody can, you know, control and work single leg deadlifts with high quality, it's like teaching them how to RDL or deadlift is really simple, really, really simple, because the ingredients that go into doing, you know, uh, single leg deadlifts, you know, kind of can be amplified so much more powerfully, right, into those bigger compound movements, right, but trying to teach somebody deadlift and RDL straight off the bat, it's like, Okay. Breathing. Okay. Shoulder, like shoulders here, hip position is to be here. And da, da, da. so it's like, we're going to have to revisit all those things anyway, but it's going to take us longer. And it probably, because it, it could be detrimental, right? Because a lot of people find, you know, doing those big powerful movements, we need more load or intensity to kind of get this feedback. Right. You know, it's mm. like, I'm generalizing for males here. Okay. Kind of, you know, males thrive off this intensity. They're like, you know, Effectively, you know, they're like, they're not, so, they're not aware of their body, you know, or we are, I say they, I'm also he, uh, we are not aware of our body as much, right? And you know, it's like, let's say something at 40 kilos, right? Versus something at 60 kilos, we got, oh, 60 kilos, I can blow myself up. I need to, okay, yeah, shit, that's complaining. That's telling me, oh, I need to do that more, right? Versus like foundation is like, we shouldn't rely on those external feedback. We should be able to create that internal dialogue and also be able to control ourselves. And that's what the attention is in that, you know, the foundation phase. Now, as I said at the start, the thing is the foundation and fundamentals are so interchangeable, right? And they have to be because one feeds into another and, you know, we can kind of step sideways as well. Um, So that's where the beautiful marriage is created effectively, right? Because if we can have those two concepts really down pat, being specific and building badass moving, you know, or like high level complex shit kind of thing becomes again, really, really simple. It's just an execution thing.
0: Yeah, so I actually want to jump forward a little. And I really would love you to talk about because your model uh, is so, so cool that you use at AIM. And I really would love to talk about your students your members your client their success journey like what does that look like uh keeping in mind this linking it back into this fundamental and foundation like i'd love you to talk through like the process and the method and maybe we could use from like start the first 12 months like what what how do you teach them this terminology how do you teach them about foundation what does the process and the method look like
1: cool um, okay. That's a, that's a big question. I like it. <laughs> so effectively, like, let me put it this way. Okay. So even before somebody walks through the doors at aim, right. We don't know who they are. Most importantly, we don't know what their physical context is. So we need something, as I talked about before, like something like a North star that we can either work towards or work from. And this foundation stuff is perfect because it doesn't matter whether you have 10, 20 years experience of, training in this method and, you know, that system and that sort of thing, whatever, or you've never stepped inside the four walls of a gym, a studio, right? Haven't really physically expressed yourself till you were 10 years old or whatever kind of thing. Like we have this kind of notion of foundation and fundamental that is so interchangeable, right? So we have the, we consider foundation program, what we call foundation program, which is effectively an opportunity for us to, you know, do three things. Okay. So the whole process is based around, you know, can we connect with the individual in front of us? Can we also take the opportunity to assess? And most importantly, can we also educate them? When I say educate, this is more about sharing, right? As opposed to kind of, this is the only way, you know, kind of. So those three things, you know, connection, assessment, and education is at the heart of our foundation program, you know? Uh, And we can go a little bit deeper into those things, right? Because, you know, effectively we can mold, if we come at it from those three pillars, we can mold anything for the person in front of us, right? You know, when I say assessment, I don't just mean what it is, you know, what's their physical capacity, you know? Like, as I said, they could have been training for over a decade or they've never trained, you know, a day in their life. The form of assessment is more so how aware of their body are they? How well can they coordinate, you know, kind of how well uh, can they control their body through space? You know, how do they really learn, right? How do they engage? Mm. Like, what's the best way? These are all form of assessments. And unfortunately, as we, you know, kind of were taught, I don't know if I can back in the medieval days, right? This shit doesn't happen in an hour, (laughs) right? It doesn't happen in a week. You know what I mean? Like it's because frankly, we may catch somebody on their best day or we can catch somebody, you know, on their worst day. Right. So again, we don't have this continuum, you know, where like we want to kind of feel things out. We want to create an environment where we can be a little more consistent. Right. And again, this is why the foundation concept, you know, and the fundamental concept gel really well together, because the idea right now isn't to kind of go hard or go home. Right. It's more so what can we learn and how well can we play with this concept, this idea and how well can we use this concept in multiple different facets, right? So effectively, our foundation program, from a business standpoint of view, it's like four weeks long. And we feel like that's long enough to kind of get to know somebody. And the process is, you know, one-on-one initially. So we have one-on-ones for four weeks, you know, just once a week. But then we also give them opportunity to come into a couple of our classes, which are, and and they're very, very specific type of classes. We call them, you know, Get Bent, which is a flexibility-oriented class. And then we have our foundation uh, or strength and movement classes, right? And the idea here is, you know, for them to, when they're learning things on one-on-one, these classes are not so much an, an opportunity for them to come and work out. It's more so come and integrate and start to implement what you've learned through those one-on-ones, right? It's like, you know, we're breaking things down. We're trying to slow things down. But when you're in this collective environment, you know, it's like, holy shit, what the fuck? People wear bare feet. People are hanging this way. And there are, you know, (laughs) this old, that old, you know, and, you know, all this kind of different scenarios. We also want them to get comfortable with that. Right. But there's this, this, you know, uh, there's this amazing thing that happens when you work in, in, in a collective mode, you know, kind of it's the, the development that we get out of, you know, working collectively. It's, it's super powerful. Right. You know, this is why group training is awesome. Right. You know, most people would be like, I don't want to do it on my own. It's more fun. There's more banter. And yes, there is definitely that, you know, which is obviously the main attraction piece. But the way we conduct it is, you know, for us in a group environment, we actually make people responsible for each other right so it's not just the case of like you know somebody at this you know somebody at the front let's say me as an example saying this is the work guys okay go you know and time's on kind of thing it's more so you know we're talking about okay this is the project that we're working on right now and this is obviously where we're at and as here, here's a little reminder cool now we're gonna let's kind of split off a little bit and again you know people according to their each other's context or whatever kind of thing but then now is an opportunity okay can you see what's in front of you <laughs> right can you see that with a okay what If something doesn't smell good, it doesn't doesn't look good, it's probably not good, right? So it's like, speak up. Now, obviously, you know, don't shit sandwich things, like, you know, call it out. It's like, what can they do better? How can they refine? Even if it's just laying their hands on them. So we learn passively. It's also, you know what I mean? Kind of like, then obviously there's like, you doing the work and same thing's happening on you. Now somebody's like, eyes are glued on you, Right. Um, which is amazing. So this is why we have this one-on-one, this personal time, you know, working at your time and space, like at your pace. And then we have this like collective, like, okay, cool. Let's start to push it together. You know, there's a little bit of urgency behind how do we do that? And again, that's a nice little push. Of course, different styles of people, different personalities, all that kind of stuff, you know, gets factored in a little bit, right? But it's cool, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So effectively that process in itself is like, four weeks foundation wise, we call it a foundation program for that reason, but it's more so kind of give people the opportunity to get to know us and for us to get to know them. But really the work from there onwards, right? Depending on the individual could be, you know, uh, an iteration of that for the next six to eight months, right? And when I say an iteration of that, what I mean by that is the way we prepare people is, you know, for my, let's say for lack of a better word, you know like programming perspective, we call it like more general physical preparedness, right? It's like GPP style of programming where our intention isn't to kind of develop them in one specific thing, but more so starting to play with these underlying principles and then give them the opportunity to kind of express them in multiple different ways. So an example would be, you know, of course we're gonna teach them how to lift, right? But lifting is not with the sense of like, I'm going to set PBs on deadlifts or squats for that matter. We have what we consider fundamental movements, right? So it's like, okay, can we split squat, right? Can we step up? Can we do single leg deadlifts? And as I talked about before, we have different iterations. You know, there's like three stages. Have you understood the pattern? You know, can you, un- can you coordinate? Then there's a stability perspective. Can you control it? And then the strength, last phase, the strength or the expression is the easy part. It's like, do more than I did last week, go hard, you know, that sort of thing you know, and that's plenty, you know, now, obviously that's one example, but there are other things happening, right? There's upper body happening. There's like flexibility work happening. There's physical context and stuff like that. So the way we design, you know, somebody's journey uh, at AIM, doesn't matter, you know, what your experience, you know, um, what your context is, we have this idea of cool. Once a week, you're going to always dedicate some time and space to work on you exactly what you need and want then we have this opportunity for them to come and express themselves in multiple different ways through, you know, these projects and classes and stuff like that. So that way they can come and express themselves, right? So there's this personal development and there's this like collective development kind of thing, right? And again, the context is, you know, everybody knows each other, X, Y, Z, and their their growth in the space is through, you know, working with their context. Now, some people, you know, kind of... uh, can come in, you know, four to six times a week, which is amazing, right? Because now that means like, hey, it's a little bit of frequency. Let's not go as hard. We're gonna focus on those things. As opposed to, let's say, you know, somebody who's like, okay, I can make two to three times. Now that's slightly different context as well. It doesn't mean the work is different, but we need to factor that in, right? Starting by just kind of obviously voicing out, okay, cool, the work that you do is really, really important. We need to be a little bit more potent in the work, in the way we do things. Right? So again, these discussions, obviously these contexts are really, really important. So it's not a case of like, you know, there's a solid, just one way of doing things. You know, there's, this is why we're keen to form relationships. We're keen to educate people because it, there is a lot of ownership on their part too, you know, and it's a two way street, you know, it's, that's, that's what it takes to tango, right? You know, kind of like, I don't want to be the one who's like, you must do this, you know, X, Y, Z kind of thing. Um, and that's a really, really cool stuff. You know, the way kind of somebody grows into the space, you know, in that first, I'll probably say kind of six to 12 months, you know, it's effectively kind of what they do is they get to learn about themselves in a completely different way. What they get to do is they get to build themselves in a way that they can express themselves in multiple different modalities. You know, I'm talking whether it be on the gymnastic rings, being able to express upper body strength or flexibility, you know, I'm talking lower body strength work, but most importantly, be able to interchange between them. Right, you know, kind of and, and build themselves physically to a point where they're confident, they know more, and then they want more. Right. And that's a good place because, you know, that's when we can start to get a little bit more specific. Right. You know, kind of once they have that, you know, mileage under the legs effectively, right. Yeah. Once they've laid that foundation, that base, it's very, very easy to kind of just go like, okay, cool. This is what it takes to go there. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah there's there's so much in that when you're when you're speaking, you know, when we come back to this uh, the foundation, what I'm hearing is you know, we're building like our range of motion, we're building stability and coordination and tension and awareness in the body, we're learning movement patterns, we're learning feedback like internal feedback in the body, we're learning how to see external Feedback through working with other people. Uh, we're learning about our breath, how our body responds to the movement or the the exercises. These are all the things that I'm hearing when you're speaking about, you know, what we have to think about and what we're learning when, you know, we we start to train, even if we've trained. You know some of us have trained and I remember when I started working with my coach 9 years ago I came from a gymnastics and a dancing background and I moved my body for my whole life but I still didn't have this terminology these fundamentals these foundations and I didn't understand the process and the method and and how to coordinate my body uh, and so am I am I kind of am I kind of getting it like what you're talking about and sure. what they're it's- It's
1: exactly it, you know, and just to kind of add to what you said there, I think those people who have been training for a long period of time in one particular way, or whatever you want to call it, that's almost a little bit harder, right? Because what we're basically saying now is like, hey, unlearn a little bit of that, you know, kind of to make space for this new thing, or new way of thinking and being and whatnot. And that takes time, right? Uh, And with this whole thing that you just said, You know, kind of and what I've spoken about, you know, we've given this timeline of you know six to twelve months, and that time is the main thing. Now, the reason we have that bracket is because you know people learn in slightly different way, people adapt in slightly different way, right? People have different life context, and that's what the most important thing here is because we can all fucking sit down and sorry, I swore, but you know, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna swear a lot. You can swear, uh,
0: you can totally swear. I have the green
1: license. Okay, cool. So (laughs) I forgot what I was going to say as well now. That's amazing. Um,
0: You're talking about the bracket of six to 12 months.
1: Perfect. So what we have to kind of be mindful of here and respectful, okay. Is people learn differently. People adapt differently. Right. And this is one of the most important things because time is something we can't speed. Right. Everybody (laughs) is going to have different contexts. I talk about this context and literally that life context, you know, like, last three years i've got a beautiful baby daughter right kaya now as much as i love her it's taking a hit on my training right (laughs) right but it's not there's something that i'm not going to fight although i tried very hard right you know i've learned the hard way it's like no i need to make something normal you know like a new normal right you know kind of well what are my priorities and how am i going to go about them you know, and not getting tied up in like, well, this is what I used to do and what I was able to do and that sort of thing. Right. And this also means the work that I do choose to undertake, you know, has to be with intent. Right. You know, kind of, I also need to make sure that other things need to fall in place for that to happen. Otherwise it's a little bit more redundant, meaning like, you know, I can do a kick-ass workout, you know, I can, train for 90 minutes and like just literally not be able to move. But then that also means I'm going to probably take the rest of the week off because I'm just recouping, right? As or other the side of that, if I'm just screwing around and dabbling in X, Y, Z, you know, I'm not going to accidentally get better, <laughs> right? So it's like you have to win by design as opposed to by default. And often what happens is at very early on our stages, we tend to kind of win by default. Right. And what tends to then happen is as life starts to get starts to happen, right? You know, as the responsibilities, as you start to adult a little bit more, what we realize is, you know, not only does that kind of have different impact, you know, on our bodies, as well as our obviously mental and emotional level, but there's also like our actual mental emotional capacity (laughs) as well, right? Because we've learned and grown in a certain way. And none of that is useful anymore. So it's like this continual evolution, right? That's only going to happen if we do with intent. You know what I mean? And let's say, you know, you work with a lot of females, and you know, using females as an example, you know, we have a lot of females, you know, at Aim, and you look at their, you know, kind of progress and and their timeline. You know, we've I've worked with ladies, you know, at Aim. Uh, for let's say kind of last three years since we've been open and to see their growth and their journey over the last three years, you know, this like this wave, you know, kind of, but that wave is going up, which is cool. It's in like, you know, kind of, you know, it's in the positive trajectory, right? But we're gonna have these troughs, you know, we're gonna have these peaks, but we're gonna have these troughs. And it's really important for us to understand, A, why the trough is there, you know, and then B, have something in place that's gonna allow us to come out of that right and obviously a big part of that is not going to be me just holding hands and then trying to because i can't swim by the way okay (laughs) so you know i can't drag people out of these things the best thing that we can do effectively is prepare people right not just physically but also kind of you know in the mindset and big part of that is approaching how you you know go about physically developing yourself because how you develop physically is how also you get impacted mentally emotionally too Right. You know, if we're going into the, the physical, you know, training session, you know, as if we're going to set a PB and then we don't, you know, that's not only going to damage the body, but it's also going to hurt this, you mm-hmm. know, um, that's just a really poor example. But you get what I'm trying to say. Right. So that timeline is really, really important, you know, kind of yes. like understanding that this shit takes time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and this is the thing that, uh, <laughs> like, I'm I'm speaking a lot about it right now is, you know, we're at A and wherever that is, uh, whatever season of life we're in, and we want to get to B. Yeah, we have this goal or this outcome, this destination, I like to call it. And we really want to know how long it's going to take, Uh, especially if maybe we've been there before or if we've spent a long time maybe recovering from an injury or trying to heal our body and get energy back. We don't want it to take too long. And we also really don't want to suffer the discomfort (laughs) that we might experience to get there. And so I've been speaking a lot about this journey from A to B. And you just said it uh, a little bit before around working with a lot of females that not just females but it's not a straight line we don't just we don't just go down the highway from a to b uh, it's there are you know ups and downs and troughs and uh I guess, you know, I would love just to speak a little bit about this timeline piece. And I'm not sure if it comes up uh, a lot in your work and people ask, like, how long is it going to take, whether that is to get a certain skill or maybe from being in pain to pain free or from changing body composition. I don't know if we could like we could riff on a few of them uh, and just I'd love to hear your thoughts on like timelines and you know, how long shit actually takes.
1: Yeah. And look, I'll be honest and transparent. Like I have these conversations, but it's really important to know who's in front of me. You know what I mean? Because the way I'm going to deliver it is really, really important too.
0: Absolutely. Right? That's yes.
1: That's the first thing. And um, let's say, you know, kind of we have, and we can make these things up. So I can, we can make a few contexts up, you know, we can have somebody who, has always been so physically, mentally, emotionally strong. Right. And whatever that's, whatever's happened, you know, and like now things are not going the way they are, or they want to take things to the next level. So effectively these guys are go getters, right. They're like, coach, I'm ready. Put me in. I'm ready. Coach, put me in. Right. Let's go. Let's go. I can take it, you know, kind of that sort of people. Um, when they, if they were to kind of ask me, you know, kind of like, well, cool, how long is it going to take? You know, it's almost like the opposite, you know, to me, I'm like, well, you got to pay your due diligence. And the big part of that due diligence right now is you got to show whether you can develop patience, right? And, you know, uh, the way that I like to kind of think about it and proposition it to them, you know, is because no one wants to talk about the headspace, right? No one wants to really take the Google map, zoom out view right because you know i talk in years you know like i'm talking like it it takes three to four years to kind of change your the whole round and just continually evolve yourself every three to four years that's a good amount of time but not everybody's like you mean three to four weeks right you know kind of like (laughs) so coming back to this you know go getter you know kind of like he just wants the next best thing it's like okay cool the only way this person's going to learn is by feeling Right. No matter what I say, you know, although the heads maybe nodding, or maybe logically they are agreeing with me emotionally and physically, they're like, coach, put me in, I'm ready. Just give me an opportunity. Right. So for me, it's very, very important to actually take them a step forward or maybe even two steps forward and give them that opportunity safely to kind of say, okay, cool, show me this. Like, let's do this. Because that's the language that we'll only learn in by feeling and doing the work. You know, so let's break into some tangible actions, right? So let's say somebody, I mean, I don't know, let's say somebody building towards a chin-up, right? And, you know, we're kind of following through the the steps, you know, effectively, we talk about foundation. I mean, if you can't hang with your body weight, doing chin-up with your whole body weight, it's going to be really far-fetched, right? But, you know, just go with it, right? I mean, that's the foundation. But then the fundamentals could look like, okay, we're still kind of working on these things. We can introduce isometrics. We can look at eccentrics. We can look to control certain things and whatnot, you know? And then we obviously get those kind of, you know, people are, maybe today's the day, somehow magically I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, you know? Like, and then, ah, no, not today, you know? That sort of thing, right? Um, well, rather than kind of just seeing them fail every single time or them being disillusioned and thinking like they need to go to the next level, cool, how can I get them to understand the work that we're doing? We're going to just step sideways a little bit. So I just changed the parameters, right?
0: Yes, that's what I wanted to hear. Yes, what right. you were just talking about. You go yeah. back and you uh, you link it back to like the foundation and the moving and the hanging and like where they're at right now. And yes, you want to give them the opportunity to explore the the pattern or the movement and, and how it feels. And like it's okay to not be able to do it, but then, you want to step back into that, okay, so we're on the journey and this is where we are and, and this is the piece that people get stuck to. They want a, an exact time and I keep saying I don't have a, like an, a time for you. I can't say at At um, 18 months and four days, you will get a pull-up. All I can tell you is that this is the process and the method. These are key skills and standards that we need to achieve. uh, And we work towards that. And And that's a
1: really, yeah, that's a really, really important thing. Like you you said the word process there, right? And that's, that's the critical thing. And again, being able to define and articulate what that process looks like, and we're using this you know, effectively we use that, you know, go-getter as an example. And the process that would use it is this, okay, we're actually going to take a little bit of a jump to get them to work, get them to feel the work and then talk about, okay, can you start to see how this lands in XYZ? If we were to go and step onto the other side of the spectrum, right, you know, those people who are like, no, I don't think I'm ready yet. You know, like, no, no, I think I'm, I'm happy with where I am right now. And I, I don't, like, this is, this is the happy place, you know, like I just need you know, I'm happy here. Those kind of people, right. You can see what's happening here. Right. It's like, cool. Here's the process, you know, like, okay, you can do X, Y, Z. Today, we're just going to start to see how much can we express ourselves. So again, we change the parameters up to get them to build this trust and confidence. Oh shit. And I'm talking like, you know, let's say working isometrics on the ground. So even simply having your feet up off and being a little bit higher, it's like, oh, you can hang there. Cool. Hey, can you just like, Come down to that hanging position from that top position. It's like, oh, okay. Now you're doing eccentrics. Now we just got to do it better. Can you do it to time? Da da, da 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 You know, like so we can slowly and gradually build confidence there. But the process is the same, right? And this is why this is really critical. This is what I remember kind of it's how we deliver it. And obviously, kind of you know um, who's in front of us because people learn in different ways right and the key thing we're talking about here is for people to be successful we need to create the right environment for them to adapt right putting stress on the body for the body to adapt stress so adapt to that stress that's like what exercising training moving is right the problem is right the amount of stress that's coming in and also the environment the individual is creating like to recoup from that stress right those are like those are completely different realms (laughs) and we can design a program. This is why I fucking hate people who reach out and like, hey, do you do this program? I'm like, I don't know who you are. Like, Like, we can take a blanket approach and that's cool. Like, it may work, it may not work, you know, but the reality is kind of like we have to, it's not just the stress that's coming in. That's the easy part, but it's more around kind of people understanding and taking the time to make sure that, you know, create the right environment for themselves to succeed long-term right? Now, we can do this in a couple of different ways, you know, so people can come to us and be like, "I only have this much time to, you know, as in like, when I say time, not an hour, but like, you know, uh, I have six months to get this thing. And six is an arbitrary number, of course, but it's like, well, we can make things really intense, meaning I can give you the stress that we traditionally need for you to develop physically, but we won't be good friends. And you'll probably be broken, you know, before we even hit halfway point, right? And it's like, it's simple as that right but again people learn and work in different ways right you know kind of now you know this is where it's my responsibility you know in terms of how I educate these people and how do I create these environments and stuff right and then for that to happen obviously there's this trust that relationship that we need to have and that's a whole different conversation but you know effectively the way I articulate it you know to people is what we're looking for is long-term development but we just want to sprinkle a lot of short-term wins. Right. That's what we're looking for. So here's the end in mind. And the end in mind could be fuck, it could be a year, two, three years away. I don't know. You know, like depends on like how hard you're willing to work and how well your body adapts and responds and XYZ. But that's the end in mind. Like, cool. That's like so far. Like, how about the short-term wins? Like, you know, if we do the things right way, like we should be able to do this. How about we orient everything around this particular thing? Once we get there, it's like, we achieve this. Let's consolidate. Let's, okay, what's the next thing? How do we maintain it? How do we sustain it? How do we build from it? You know, how do we refine it? Again, those are just different ways to say the same shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it really kind of boils down to, you know, how people understand who, who they are and obviously what they need at the right time. Um But as I said before, like time is something we can't speed, right, you know, kind of, and talking about those life contexts back in, the reality is a lot can happen in three to six months, right, you know? coach, I'm ready. I'm like, I've done everything you've said for the last three months, you know, like X, Y, Z. And then the next three months happen, you know, fucking lockdown happens or whatever, right? Well, pandemic hits in like, as of today, there was a digital pandemic, right? Facebook shut off, Instagram shut off. I mean, I don't know what to do, you know, kind of, we don't know, right? And that's gonna bring a different set of problems which your body or you will have to adapt to and whatnot. So we have these ebbs and flows for that reason. But as long as we are clear, and have this clear north side to work towards, and we're nowhere on the rise, that's the most important thing. Um, you know, in terms of the speed of the work, like it doesn't, you know, we try to advocate, you know, that's not the priority. You know, kind of people can come in wanting that speed element side of things, but I think that's probably because they don't know more either. Right. And as you, you know, as we've talked about, and as the way you would educate people, you know, is creating awareness in themselves, you know, what is this, who is this, you know, kind of as opposed to, you know, them saying, Hey, can you put something together for me, you know, to push me along this way to get me over there, you know, but our process is very different, right. In the sense that like, you know, our conversation most, most likely lead down of like, well, we want to get to know your body together. Right. So therefore you can enjoy your body. Right. And we can work, work with what we have in order to kind of build on top right and again that's going to look so different guess what like this is where the fun is you know uh and the stuff you know and people wrap it in different ways you know they go like it's not the it's not the end it's the journey that counts you know all this kind of stuff right um but <laughs> yeah I think- but i
0: also yeah. care about like results and goals like i sure. love getting to a destination i think that's yeah. really important that's <laughs> But um, I was having a conversation today and, and she was asking, okay, but how long, you know, how long to be? And I said, well, one of the reasons why we don't know is because the body is telling us, the body gives us constant feedback. So I can create this plan and maybe give you this, this number, maybe, but so many things are going to happen in the body along the way that we need ad- to adapt to, which therefore may make the journey longer, shorter. We have, might have to pause for a little while. Uh, and so, yeah, I really like how you how you spoke about uh, there are so many, and I often speak about it as in like the expectation and reality gap. So we have our reality, which is how we're living our life. Now, not good or bad or right or wrong. It just is how we're living it. And to create awareness around how we're actually living is really important because I often say, I can get you there. Like if you want that you want that goal, you want that skill, you want to change your body composition, we can get there and we could probably get there, you know, if we changed our whole reality a lot faster. But do we actually want to change our whole reality? Uh, You know, are we willing to do that? And if we're not, you know, or we need to do it slowly and we just need to readjust our expectations. So when you bring in these lifestyle things, I I think that's really important for people to hear.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I think it's coming back to, let's say the, you know, how can we amplify and how can we make this even easier is like when you're in this collective sense, you know, kind of, so people who've been in your shoes before, right. When they get to mingle and they get to talk about their experiences, you know, this is why we call ourselves a tribe, you know, yes, of course, it's a community, you know, everybody knows each other and everybody's lovey dovey, that sort of thing. A part of a tribe is like, you know, Hey, don't be an idiot, <laughs> you know, kind of, it's like spelling it out, you know, it's like, well, this is this journey that I had to go through, you know, and this is the, this is the, this is the life that I'm living right now, you know, kind of, and being able to talk about each other's, you know, or their own context through their own context. um, It's a really, really important thing, you know, kind of. So as, you know, let's say leaders, you know, we can say the same thing in many different ways and it, it doesn't, you know, land on people sometimes, right. This is why we need this ability or a way for us to, make people individuals feel the work you know yeah. kind of that's that's the key thing you know and we talked about the long-term development and that's short-term wins you know the sprinkled in not talk about it so to me you know every I would say you know and this is what the timeline is every six to 12 weeks so you know kind of up to three months we need to be hitting not a milestone, but like few landmarks you know, cause that's like, okay, that's consistent. And I'm talking small things. You know, we have a board behind here. It says in you know, intentional war, start with the end in mind and we can have big, dishes goals. You know, that's cool. It's really, really important to have those amazing goals. But it's really about, well, on a database basis, what intention am I going to show up with, right? That's going to move me closer because that's so far away. Well, what's reverse engineering? You know, if that's the end, let's reverse engineer. It. You know, where do I start? Okay, what's that next step? What's the step after that? Then we get clear on that. Now, if we're hitting those process, you know, if we, sorry, if we're hitting those, you know, milestones or landmarks, whatever you want to call it, standards, then we know we're in the right trajectory, right? And what we often find is, you know, few of them come very, very simple. It's like, oh, i was super consistent. I had a really good few months, X, Y, Z. And then the next step, it just seems a little bit harder, and it's like, in reflection, like our lives have changed, you know, like there was like so many other things in play that that kind of stuff. We, it's probably best to park that up a little bit, you know, kind of, or or think about how do we consolidate the ones that we've just built, right? Because if we stay consistent, then it's so much more simpler. We jump a couple of things. It becomes like, oh yeah, it makes sense now. I'm just connected. You know, the amount of times people kind of go like, now I get it, you know, kind of yeah. it's like, I can do it. I can just do it. It's like, yeah, that's because of the work that you put in, yeah. right? And And it's because... People don't see, people don't see where they've come from, right? It's we only Never,
0: never. They never we see that.
1: Yeah. We as humans are just, you know, literally we're designed to kind of just understand how we're feeling right now, right? And what I want to go next, right? So <laughs> even if I arrive at a milestone, a huge milestone, you know, it's like the, yes, there's a little bit of a joy and, you know, there's high-fiving and it's like, yes, can't believe this. Awesome. But the mind goes straight into like, what's next? You know, like what's the, what's the next thing that's going to keep me busy and occupied effectively, yeah. right? And what we're saying here is like, hey, take your time to understand, like, you know, like how are you able to not just do this thing, but also how are you able to use it in multiple different ways, right? And being able to relate that because that's the end goal. Like we talk about, you know, the work that we do in this space or any space for that matter, you know, kind of we're in the car park right now uh, is, you know, to improve our quality of life right? Through this thing we call strength and movement. Now, quality of life isn't dictated by how hard we can go or like how heavy we can lift or how cool tricks can I pull out of, you know, in a party, whatever kind of thing, but more so like outside these four walls, like how well am I in my body? How confident am I? You know, how well can I use my body, right? And then, you know, kind of being comfortable with that, you know, kind of, or having the trust in your body to be able to do and express things, you know, kind of in whatever way you need to and want to, like that's ultimately the big goal, right? Because that trickles down to, again, coming back to the, the mental state and the emotional state, you know, kind of, um, yeah. And again, that shit doesn't happen overnight. Like you don't get comfortable, you know, kind of in your own skin as so this kind of thing. Because that's what a lot of people kind of initially come in, right? Like, let's not sugarcoat this. A lot of people, like we all train, whether you, whatever you say, to look good naked. Like simple as that. Like everybody, <laughs> like we only want to put ourselves you know, kind of into uncomfortable scenarios or context, you know, intentionally in the hope that we're going to look good naked, right? Of course, we then tie it to like being able to do good, you know, look good naked doing this thing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? But, you know, kind of effectively, that's the, that's the major thing, right? And again, to develop a self physically in that sense, it's like, it doesn't happen overnight. And yes, we can go and, you know, get attracted to these shortcuts effectively right it's like you know go hard on this diet it's like i gotta go high intensity this or like i follow this strength protocol to get me over to this and X, Y, Z kind of thing but none of that stuff really works because you don't know what your new you know what you, you, you don't really know where you started you don't know, you don't know what your foundation is effectively right like the starting point so you can put this new stress in your body and you commit to it for however long, right? To get this result. And let's say magically you get to that result, right? So let's talk about, let's say weight loss for this example, or even a skill, right? So two different, you know, people, two different contexts, right? One's looking at weight loss, one's looking at a skill, skill something like a handstand, right? They just put the work in, they commit, they diet hard, or they train really hard to get themselves to whatever the end goal is, this person can do a handstand for 15 seconds and the other person, you know, has got to this magical number they wanted to. But the reality is they didn't really take an opportunity to understand where they were, what was the actual process, the underlying things. So once they get to the, the, the end goal, what most often happens, not always, but most likely and most often happens, is they don't know how to consolidate that. That was never really, you know, their normal thing. So when they revert back to what they believe is normal, Right, they're gonna go right back to where they started, if not worse. Right now, the other extreme would be like when people get there, they sort of kind of like this took really hard work and whatnot. So, like they get to that peak, and now they're saying, like, well, to I don't like what's the next peak that I need to climb? So it's like they're in that mentality of like I need to get to the next thing, keep myself busy, keep myself occupied. But if we live like that, oh my god, man, that is that is a (laughs) shit way to live. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know, bringing it back to physical, it's effectively like understanding if we're, if this is the base, let's put the work intentionally to get to a new base. And then let's consolidate that. Let's make that the new normal. And then we're ready to strap in the backpack, new peak, let's climb. And guess what? It's going to have a crevasse, right? It's going to have to go down before I start to climb up. You know, I get to the new peak. Let's settle down. Let's look back. Oh, shit. I just climbed from down there. Like, I couldn't do that. That was the the highest thing that I've ever done before. You know, da, da 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 Get ready. Get clear. Okay, there's a new peak. Okay, let's strap in. What do I need? X, Y, Z. Build towards that. And that's the continual, you know, kind of growth. You know, that's the continual evolution that you will go through you know, obviously throw in the mix of like, you know, bad weather here and there in that peak. I don't know, you know, <laughs> the real life, the reality.
0: Yeah. Uh, um,
1: there are different ways we could talk about it.
0: Yeah, no, and uh, we've landed in a really cool spot, which is around this, um, like our aesthetics, like our body composition, because it, it is, you know, one of our biggest whys is to change our body composition, whether that is, to lose weight or fat mass or for the body composition to look a bit different or to gain muscle mass. And I, I just really want, I want to know, well, a couple of things. So one, I'd love for you to speak like as a leader, like how you have these conversations around, you know, changing the body composition. Like what does that look like a little bit of the journey? Uh, And two, I'd love just to know from you, you know, with your, with your training for me, the way that I look is a byproduct from the practice, from the training. And yes, of course, I totally agree with you. We want to feel confident and certain in our body. And you could say that, like, we want to look good naked. Uh, but for, for me and my training, it's always been, you know, it hasn't been driven by reaching an aesthetic goal. It's been a byproduct. And I'm not sure about you and your training. Those of you who are listening can't see Vic, but I... <laughs> I highly recommend that you go and uh, have a look at one, what he can do with his body and then two the body composition. And so there's two pieces in here. The first I'd love to tackle is how as a leader do you have conversations, especially with women around them wanting to change their body composition? And how do you link it back into this Building foundation timeline. If they just learn how to train and and learn about their body, they they could get there. And then two, I would just love you to speak about like your training practice and if it is just a byproduct.
1: Cool. So I'll talk about the tribe first. You know, kind of, and it is a conversation that we have. You know, all the time. As I said, like it's it's obviously the back of the mind, right. almost to a point, you know, somebody new coming in and their intention could slowly be, I wanna, you know, the often way the downplay it, right? You know, like, eh, I wanna move better, that kind of thing. And there's the extra five kilos that I'm carrying, you know, like slowly just put on the back, you know, kind of I'm like, cool, that's awesome. And I'll always say the same thing, which is effectively look, you know, we don't consider ourselves weight loss specialist, X, Y, Z. Right? Well, we're here, What we do is we educate people. We educate people in being able to be more aware of their bodies, to be able to control their bodies and to be able to express their bodies in ways they've never done before, right? Now, obviously, we respect and embrace that. You know, body composition is really important. And obviously, part of our training is going to yield in those things, right? So that's the conversation that I have at the start. In terms of I make it clear that we're not going to be talking about, you know, kind of how to lose weight, whatever kind of thing. This isn't this place, right? That's the first thing. from straight off the bat. Then, as I said before, like, you know, body composition. So let me put it this way. We benchmark, you know, every three, every quarter, we'll give a take. So three to four months, every quarter to four months, we effectively, um, do benchmarking and our benchmarking goes. So let's like movement. So like, you know, what's the flexibility doing? It's sort of also an opportunity for us to kind of see if the flexibility program that we've implemented is working or not, but more importantly, people can tangibly see whether they're getting better or not over a course of period. I'm talking years, right? <laughs> then we have strength right? Which is obviously super important. So again, it gives meaning to our strength programs and stuff like that, you know, like, okay, the last 16 weeks off, you know, our lifting program, like did a yield into results, right? Some people also mistakenly call this PB weeks for some odd reason, right? Because everybody <laughs> just expects to make, you know, personal bests, like just record like their best ever kind of stuff. And like, that's on the point.
0: Just keep but going anyway, forever. Yeah, cool. just PB, like, PB it <laughs> doesn't happen.
1: You're going to, you know, like, but anyway, so this is why I call it benchmark. Now, so we have the, the flexibility, the movement side of things. and we have the strength. Then the third is we get all our tripes, pretty much everybody, uh, even if they don't want to. <laughs> no, we don't force things. Don't worry. Uh, third thing is we often say, "Cool, can you make sure you go and take a DEXA scan?" So we send them to the same place. And effectively, DEXA scan for those people who don't know is just a way to kind of you know like have tangible um, body composition numbers. So we'll tell you, you know, your fat mass, you know, your your muscle mass. Uh, which portion of the body is X, Y, Z kind of thing. Now, of course, you know, the, there are so many different ways people can do this or whatever kind of stuff. But for us, the way we frame it up is it's collecting information on yourself, right? So we talked about the flexibility and the strength. Can we tangibly see these numbers go up or for us to be able to reach a little bit further X, Y, Z, right? But internally, we also want to know, well, the last three months, four months, like what did that do to our body composition? Right now, that's not only the training, but also the life that you've been living. You know what I mean? Right. So we're collecting information that over a course of years, if you were to put this together, whether you have three or four, it's like, oh, shit, it's hovering around the same or you made some drastic changes or whatever. You know, something that I often say to people, especially, you know, when it comes to this is not just body composition, but also training, you know, of course, I'm super proud, first and foremost, but also super happy for individuals who, you know, get to those, landmarks and milestones and things like that, right? But it I don't try, I try very hard, and it's very hard for me, to not emotionally kind of tie, you know, kind of my responses around that, you know, because to me, that's like an expression, like you know, the way I frame it up, let's say coming back to the weight loss kind of thing, it's like three months of working hard and you got to where you want to go. Like like I'm super happy, I'm super proud. But now the work starts, you know, in terms of like, cool, like you made a special, you know, kind of like effort to do this and they will put the special work, which is great. You've, you've got the results that you wanted, but it's like, what does it take for us to actually now sustain this? You know, what's the happy medium? Does that make sense? Right. And again, yeah. this, this only happens if we start to collect information, if we start to bring awareness to what's actually happening over a period of time. Right? Again, I don't want your best three months. I actually want to know what your worst three months is, because now we're working with something. That's the reality that you know you would use. That's the terminology that you use. That's the reality. You know, out of three months, if you had to travel on work, you know, every other weekend, X, Y, Z. Like, guess what? We know it's a shitty thing. It's a blah blah blah. You know, whatever. So don't get yourself emotionally tied that you're gonna be your best physically. Our goal over the next three months is to make sure we can sustain and maintain good you know, physiology, you know, like, and like good, you know, kind of put the right amount of stress, you know, if you've got, I don't know, you know, like a whole day coming up or like X, Y, Z, like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, you have the time and space. Let's push a little bit hard, all that kind of stuff, you know, and let's get you ready for that. You know, that's always a simple way of thinking. But that's also, you know, when coming back from it, it's like, okay, cool. We're not going to start where we left off, right? Okay, kind of like, okay, let's just see where we're at. Let's consolidate a few things and let's see how well can we maintain this. You know, let's, let's create this base, you know, kind of and um, then talk about obviously how can we kind of, you know, add to it over a period of time. So talking about the, you know, the um, body composition, looking, you know, good naked, you know, all this kind of stuff, it's really important because, as I said, like, it's in the back of people's head, whether, you know, they like it or not, you know, talking about myself, like, no, like, I don't really, you know, say I don't really care, like, I don't train to look good naked, right? So I talk about, you know, my training it revolves around looking swole i want to be supple and i want to have savage body right basically like all those things you know kind of where like i can just do what i want when i want to do it and like be just able to fucking be comfortable enough to do it right (laughs) um you know so you know i don't even care if i throw tantrum sessions right it's like i don't even know how to dance but i'm like it's cool i'm i'm totally feeling it you know kind of like i'm with it and i don't care who knows about it you know kind of versus if i do something you know kind of very very technical order kind of thing i want to make sure it's like as technical as it can be like you know because that's what i want you know and also the byproduct is like okay well you know i look good or whatever kind of stuff like i'm at this whatever but even myself like i go through the process of like collecting information right so that's again like me you know, as they're like leading our tribe, you know, I'm like, cool, I collect these things, you know, so for the last five years, I can give my DEXA scans, you know, kind of like, you know, like every quarter, whatever it is. And the reality is like, I can also talk about, hey, this is higher for this reason. You know, like I had this stress in my life, you know, kind of like, you know, I had Kaya, sleepless nights, you know, wasn't training as hard or whatever, right? Versus getting down to whatever. I'm like, I wasn't trying but this is probably the reflection of when I started to kind of like push my body a little bit this way, whatever kind of thing, right? So there are so many different ways we can uh, bring about this awareness piece and this kind of, um, this uh, what's the best way to say it? A way for people to kind of see things in a way that allows them to take more ownership, right? And a big part of that ownership comes from like, not just knowing what to do, but more so why and how. And that's the most important part. Now, if we can present it, you know, kind of continually, right? You know, again, not a one-off thing. Like, hey, you want to do this? Do this. That's like the, that's like, okay, barter system, right? But you, you don't want to look good naked? That's cool. Just collect the information anyway. We want to see where you're at. You know, and they're, oh, God, okay, that, I'm actually better now than I was when I was working harder. Yeah, why? Because you've been consistent right? You know, the frequency is there. So in your head, you haven't worked as hard. You probably haven't, but you've been smarter. You're, you're in a better position. You've taken the time to consolidate, you know, because when we get tied up trying to chase this new thing, you know, it's like, well, I need to do this and to be there, whatever kind of stuff. That's a stress in itself. Mm-hmm. And that's especially true when we're starting out on a journey, right? You know, kind of like when we don't know what we don't know, right? it we, we, it's, it's a stress in itself. It's like, well, I only have this person to look up to and like they're so far ahead and i want to be like that. And I need to be there as quick as possible. And you know, that sort of thing, but that's not the reality. Right. So kind of, again, this is another way to kind of bring, you know, kind of the the time piece into it. We can tie whatever the intention is, whether it be, you know, kind of body composition, strength, movement, whatever. Does that answer your question?
0: Oh, yes. Two things that I love from that is the piece around consolidation because people don't talk about it and don't think about it like that because they're on to the next thing and the next thing and they don't allow the body to sink into it, sink into the practice, the skill, maybe the body composition change, whatever it is. And so I love that piece of consolidation. Okay, you achieve the thing, uh, whether it's big, small, it doesn't matter. Now, can you stay there? Can you sink into it? Can you do it consistently? Um, That was one of my favorite pieces. Uh, And then the second was around collecting information. I I love that piece. Um, And I think it's so powerful. And that's what I teach my warriors to do, collect information.
1: Yeah. So like, you know, like knowing, you know, you over the last few years, like, you know, I know you journal everything. And that's effectively collecting information, right? And I'll, I'll put hands down, like, you know, when you were in this space a year ago, I mean, since COVID, we haven't done it because everything's digital, but we used to kind of make everybody put pen to paper, everybody had to journal. Now, effectively, for most people, it's like, well, can't we just have electronic things? It's just so much smarter and so much quicker to just type numbers in, da, 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 you know, like, but like the sheer, like, you know, people standing and actually writing stuff down, even if they were writing the same thing, they could talk about. What just happened? That in itself is like, okay, that's collecting information. How did I feel? Was that hard for you? Fuck. That was hard. You know, like that, that, that was not bad. It's, it's last week. What did you do? This is what I did. You know, that's information sharing there and then. Right. But for them to kind of have the opportunity to kind of go, well, how did I feel? Okay. Look back. Oh shit. This is what I did last week. Oh God. No wonder that was hard. You know, like, so collecting information I and mean, that's a small example, right? That's a live example of what you kind of do already. Like, for people when we're in the work it, everything is just shut off you know kind of and and when we think the work is done we don't as i said the consolidate or look back you know it's more so kind of okay well what's the next thing right yeah even yeah. even the way we communicate and when w- the way we lead right is often you know like cool well this is what's happening today because we need to be there to, next week right so we're talking now and boom but it's really important to be able to kind of we're like, well, if you look at over the last couple of weeks, this is what's actually happened, right? And this is the trajectory that we're going in, right? So, you know, th- to being able to kind of tie the, the back, you know, as much information as possible is really, really important. Because it's a really, really powerful piece. People yeah. kind of like take that on.
0: Okay, well, I know we're like, we're coming in over an hour uh, and you are a very busy leader, but I've got a few, a, a few things to finish on okay and we don't
1: time in the world for you so oh, okay.
0: thanks so much okay so i want to know how should we train to build a strong resilient and capable body what's what's the strategy
1: like i feel like i want to repeat myself here but uh exactly <laughs> what we spoke about earlier on right literally you know go from foundation onto fundamentals right and then we kind of go into like the specific type of training effectively, right? So depending on what our goals and intentions are, you know, I, I use those words earlier on to describe my own training, you know, like strong, supple, savage, right? You know, I love
0: that, the triple we, S. We,
1: we, often, we often use it for, for tribe, we, we keep it PG. So we go like, you know, like strong, bendy, skillful, right? So it's effectively the same thing, you know, kind of then those are the three attributes, if you like. So we put it under the umbrella of attributes, so this is physical development, you know, you can physically get stronger, you can physically bend more, you know, be more flexible, you can physically start to put, you know, those two elements together into a skill, right? So effectively, um, in terms of training, you know, that's how we, we teach and educate people on. It's like, well, can we, can we start to kind of teach you the underlying principles that are with all these three things? strength flexibility and you know skillful like we talked about the breathing being able to hinge being able to create awareness being able to control this kind of stuff because to do the the stuff you know the you know a strength program a flexibility program or whatever you want to call it like that's the easy part that's the simple part it's just follow that but uh, if you know the whys and hows and you can actually control that you know kind of and you can make that your own like that's where you're going to see more gains come into play yeah, right? so that's yeah. that's that's the kind of the journey that we take everybody on. And I'm like it's it sounds so simple, but as I said, you know, kind of like uh, but it's people's ability to kind of just stay patient, you know, and stay composed during times when they kind of like, like, I don't think this shit's working, you know, kind of thing. It's like, I don't know. It's going to work. It will work. It's just you're not working right now, you know, kind of and like we need to find ways to get you to kind of gel with this a little bit better. So there's that yeah. like right marriage
0: us yeah I, that's no yeah it totally does you know you do mobility and flexibility you know you do that is an, an important part of the practice yeah we need to have the range the access we need healthy tissues and joints so this is kind of where I'm getting at you know the work that you actually do if people aren't familiar with like Kind of how gotcha. you train and the process and the method but mm. you know we need mobility we need flexibility uh and then we need to be stable and strong in that so you mm. might do mm. you know let me yourself. tie it together
1: let yeah. me tie it together. So okay, for people the people kind of who don't know you know kind of effectively we talked about the process that we bring people on but once people are in we focus on these avenues as in like we pay importance to all these areas in their own right so effectively You can look to be strong as possible, but the reality is, right? If we can't position ourselves to apply the said technique to get the strength we want, that technique is redundant. So we need to have the ability to express our ranges and whatnot. Now, again, that's a skill in itself. Like this isn't a fucking, excuse my language again, like five, 10 minute, you know, warm up at the start, you know, like I'm going to do this or whatever kind of thing. It's a discipline. It's a practice by itself. And it's just as important as strength right effectively you know kind of you can't have strength without the movement piece right and you can't have the movement piece without the strength element right obviously the skill and whatnot the things that come after it is an expression of both right your ability to move and express strength fluidly right and with total ownership so effectively our training you know kind of revolves around you know this notion around training strength that looks completely different, you know, whether it be upper body using body weight type of training, whether it be external lifting, but that's effectively strength training, right? Then we have this flexibility. Again, so many different ways to kind of train with, you know, kind of flexibility depending on the individual in front of us, right? People bang on about, you know. Same thing like end range training, you know, kind of loaded stretches, ballistic this, you know, long isometric, whatever kind of thing. The reality is all those things work, but it's just uh, being able to combine those things together in parallel to the strength work, right? And again, there's an art to that, right? You know, kind of again, like most people can teach strength, most some people can just go flexibly biased, but to put it together in an effective and real world scenario, that's where the art lies right then obviously being able to take all of that then being able to oh, being able to take all that and creating an environment where they can now express things through like you know handstands and you know whatever other skills whatever kind of thing you can see how that just you know flows into the that that department essentially but yes kind of like the the actual ins and outs of training kind of thing like you know all these various modalities is really really important you know the gymnastic type of training for upper body strength like It's just, you know, it's a total ownership because they have to have, or not only have the the awareness, control, also strength, they have to have all of this throughout different ranges, right? In terms of lifting, you know, being able to express heavy ass weight, you know, like there's nothing that feels good than a cold bar on your hands or on your back, you know, kind of like to develop lower body strength. Like there is just, you know, simply isn't a better tool, right? But it's a double-edged sword. Like if you're not in control or aware of your body, that same tool can also damage you. Right. You know, kind of. So, again, that's the skill component, you know, obviously we talked about the flexibility, you know, why that's important. And again, the ways we can develop that. Um, So, yeah, that's what that's what the training looks like.
0: Yes. That's what I wanted you to speak to. I wanted you to say this you know, this this strength piece and this mobility and flexibility piece and they come together, but the art is putting them together. Uh, you know, when they go together, why they go together, how they go together, how they support each other. Um, and this is why I want you to talk about AIM Academy and the work that you do with coaches because, you know, I'm so grateful. I had an amazing teacher, amazing coach and amazing coaches over the last 10 years that taught me how to train properly, taught me the processes, the methods, everything that we've spoken about today. and you know I did I did my degree, I was a PT for a little while but I had no understanding of this. and when I found amazing teachers that could teach me it yeah so this I would re- love you to speak about the work uh, that you do with AIM Academy.
1: So, yeah, thank you for this. But uh, yeah, effectively, kind of, you know, this is something when I first envisioned it, it was basically like something that I wished I had, you know, yes! that's the best way to about it, right? It was like, as you said, I was in the same shoes, you know, over a decade ago, you know, being armed, you know, out of the school, you know, with this wealth of knowledge on how to grow muscles and, like, you know, kind of how to lift these things technically sound. And then, you know, realizing that none of this mattered because the person that I had in front of me was broken. They didn't tell me about their life context, you know, like, and the way they learned, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I went on this huge journey and this journey, obviously, as you said, you know, kind of was, you know, down to finding teachers, you know, learning from others and like trying to consolidate effectively. Right. But you know, this is exactly what that was, you know, the everywhere I went, everything was like the best way to do this. And like, you know, this is the way to do that. This is the same protocol that you got to follow for this results. It's the same thing, right? And to me, it was more like, well, okay, well, I've got whatever, all this stuff, like, well, how do I put together the good stuff, you know? And that's where most of my work has been over the last decade, you know, kind of, and it's a testament to our method in the sense that our method is our whole method is based on being adaptive, you know, kind of and a big part of that is like, well, how do we consolidate the things, you know, like how do we put the person in front of us in mind and how do we utilize the stuff that we know, you know, kind of, and then obviously make it that powerful as possible for the person in front of us. Um, and this is why rather than kind of, you know, having systems, we talk about, you know, a process, you know, kind of whereby it's like the part of that process is education. Right. So Aim Academy is effectively, you know, like, that's the thinking behind the Academy. So it's, you know, for somebody who, you know, is starting out or whether, you know, they've been in the industry for over a decade, you know, kind of for them to kind of be exposed to, you know, our way of thinking, right? You know, kind of in terms of like how we view this foundation fundamental you know and this longevity style of training if you like you know kind of and also you know not just the science behind it but more so the arts behind it as well because you know as i said before like, there are amazing people who can get you strong here there are amazing people who can get you bend you over there you know there are amazing people who can do fucking this amazing circus freaky stuff right but to pull that all together and most importantly as coaches being able to guide and lead those we choose to serve like that's what it boils down to you know um i was joking about this last week in our coaching call you know kind of uh the (laughs) you know whenever we get invested in learning something new like i don't know if you've noticed this even before but like everything our training our coaching becomes all about that right so i remember like you know learning kettlebells you know like 10 years ago and it was like, everything was like kettlebell. I was like, I want, doesn't matter what your goals are. We can do this with kettlebell. Right. You know, same thing with flexibility. It's like, I can solve the problem by just doing flex, you know, that sort of thing, but it's, yeah. that's not the reality. Right. <laughs> um, so effectively kind of, you know, aim Academy for me, is just an opportunity or platform to kind of, you know, bring, all inquisitive coaches together and share with them what this thing is, you know, we call strength and movement and look at it through the lens of aim, you know, like in this practical real world. And the way to do that is to get them involved, you know, to for them to kind of step through and go through the experience themselves. And as we talked about before, uh, you know, we've, uh, a big part of it is like uh, we all learn best by doing, you know, kind of, and whether we think, you know, we know more and we continue to develop ourselves, learn new things, you know, it, that's, it, that's going to continue to happen. But for us to actually like understand, feel and, you know, better yet, kind of actually be able to implement and like carve our own path. We need to go through that journey ourselves. It's through going, you know, through that journey yourself with your coach and coaches. Have you come to this place where you're like, okay, cool. This is how I want to lead. This is how I want to present. And this is what training looks like to me, you know? Mm. Um, and it's basically kind of that, that summarization of your experiences, which continually is still expanding. It's still evolving. Right. So M Academy is basically a platform for me to be able to do that, you know, kind of share our ways, you know, through our lens um, by getting other coaches to go through the process, you know, kind of um, that's the, the main intent. Obviously the other main intent behind it, this is the second to it is an opportunity for me to uh, keep Pushing and developing myself, right? Because in order to lead these badasses, you know, the future leaders, I also need to kind of think. Well, I need to continually evolve myself. I need to continually push myself. And again, it's not just a case of like, you know, just being a badass in this case, kind of thing. It's more so like, well, how how do I make this more accessible? You know, kind of. So you know, the stuff that's already here, like, how do I consolidate it better? How can I present it better? How can I communicate it better? You know, kind of, and then obviously on top of that, then my own learning, my growth and X, Y, Z. And then how do I now kind of take that into and add it into this new piece? Um, so it's a twofold, you know, kind of aim Academy, you know, intention behind the aim Academy, which is, you know, coach coaches, you know, kind of in our ways, present things, you know, kind of um, that we've experienced and, you know, kind of continue look to develop every day. And then second piece of that is for me, you know, kind of an opportunity or a drive to con- continue to keep developing myself.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I think we all need a coach. You know, I, I especially coaches need coaches. Uh, and it doesn't have to be just one coach or a teacher, but it can be a tribe. You know, it can be your AIM Academy where you have a, a group of coaches that are learning from each other you know, and that's, you're all teachers and you can teach each other. And that's the beautiful thing about it. And I just, you know, yes, I just, I'm such a believer in having a coach or a leader or a group of leaders and a group of coaches. Um,
1: I'll add to that though, right? Because there's, there's that one thing, but the most important thing, and this is exactly like, you know, we can reflect this or we can view this from a, a client journey perspective or like what we're talking about here from coaches' coach's perspective, it takes two to tango, you know, kind of. And that's what, people often often miss out because wanting to do something, right? So let's say in this case, you know, me as a coach wanting to develop myself in this whatever cool looking thing is, whether it be, you know, Warrior School or AIM, AIM Academy, whatever kind of thing. It's like, there's that wanting piece. It's like, oh, that looks cool. Like everybody's talking about it and like, yeah, I'd want to do it. Better. And it's like the second thing to that, which is actually getting yourself immersed into it, actually kind of understanding, taking the time, creating the space, right? To be able to kind of actually immerse yourself properly like doing the work, like that's the, that's the hard bit. So again, like, like like the clients, it's like, you know, I want to be able to do this. It's like, that's one. like, this is what we need to do here. Right. We need to have this, this ability to kind of marry our wants and needs together. Um, And this is why, again, like, you know, coming from like a talking about aim Academy in particular, this is why this is not just a case of like me sitting in front of a computer lecturing on or talking about ideas or whatever kind of thing. I'm like, nah, I want people to go through the experience. Then we talk about it from a Google map, zoom out. It's like, well, cool. Like this is what you experienced and this is why, and this is what it looks like. And then as you quite rightly said, we found this really powerful way, getting the collective perspective, you know, kind of, because again, everybody learns differently. Everybody experiences things differently. Everybody kind of, you know, um, uses the slightly differently to kind of then use that as a, you know, a way to um, get all the goodness out, you know, to kind of see things that are, hey this is what i experienced but not this person you know kind of and and so on and so forth so learning to other people's context um that's the powerful thing because that's how we expedite our growth you know as coaches rather than being by yourself and then like trying to decipher this fucking complex fucking shit right because it's like we gotta put the work in we gotta figure shit out and then see what's working and then experiment with it and put it you know that sort of thing as opposed to as you said like having a coach who can help guide us but it second to that, it's like, you need to be, you know, you want to, you need to be uh, wanting to be guided, you know, and be part of that is putting the work.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, you have to do the work. And I say that to my warrior women all the time. You know, I can give you the tools and the process and the method. Uh, you know, I can give you the program and the plan that works with your body, but you have to show up and do the work, you know, and by you doing the work, the body's going to give us feedback and then we can make that better. You know, we can. And so, yes, yeah, so the same with the coaches. You know, you have to go through this experience. And I, I believe as coaches, we need to experience All of these things, you know, we need to dive into flexibility and mobility. We need to dive into, like, all these different modalities um, and, I I guess, be generalists. Uh, Okay, we're going to finish. One last thing. I want to know what your or AIM's core values are.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, so... I can frame this in a couple of different ways, but, you know, like what we say, and I said it before kind of thing, right? What AIM stands for, you know, kind of is effectively, we say like, you know, AIM is quality of life for quality of movement, right? So we're about quality of life. And the, and the reason we say it that way is because quality of life could look different for you, Amy. It could look different for me. It could mean completely something, you know, different to somebody else, right? But what we do know is kind of like, you know, our movements, you know, kind of have... A like super heavy impact, you know, kind of on that quality of life. You know, we talked about how training, how movement practice or training, whatever you want to call it, you know, it, it not only kind of physiologically changes it, but psychologically, it also empowers us, you know, to have to have the trust, the, the confidence in the body for whatever, you know, whether it be expressing it, you know, it's very physical or you know, being mentally resilient, whatever you want to call it kind of stuff. So our whole, you know, kind of goal. I'd say goal, it's not really a goal, you know, what we stand for, as we said, you know, kind of is the notion of quality of life and we make all our decisions based on that, you know, kind of is this thing really the best stuff for the individual in front of us or for us that's going to improve quality of life, right? Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. So, you know, kind of quality of life through quality of movement is what we stand for. Obviously, we have other things that fall under it, you know, in terms of like how we go about it. Because, um, you know, you talked about core values, you know, kind of, Because, you know, just touching on that core values would be literally kind of, you know, learn, play and grow together, you know, kind of that's how we kind of frame it up, you know, kind of learning, you know, being able to playing with it, you know, because to play, that means you have to come from a place of inquiry, you know, kind of doesn't always go to plan, you know, kind of, but you have a lot of fun doing it, you know, you learn differently, uh, which ultimately leads to, you know, obviously growth, growth as for yourself, but also growth, you know, collectively people around you as well. So learn, play, grow is the second part.
0: Beautiful. Vic. thank you so much. I, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate the work that you do. Uh, yeah. You're just, you're a force. Amy,
1: you know, you know, I can't go red, right? So like, you know, if I could go red, I'd be going red right now, but for people who don't know me, I'm you know, obviously dark, so I can't physically go red. So thank you for saying those lovely things. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, Same is said to you as well, you know, kind of I love your work, you know, kind of and, um, yeah, I'm inspired by your work, you know, kind of and I draw a lot from your work. Uh, I know obviously you specialize in women, but between you and me, the same thing is applied to males, you know, kind of, (laughs) you know, effectively kind of like, you know, I think the work that you do is really, really powerful, it's super inspiring, it's super relative and it's real um, and it's fun, you know, kind of. And I think in the last year especially kind of, you know, through, what's been going around the world it's been really really inspiring to kind of see you grow so much you know kind of and you get so much stronger in the way you present yourself and the way you know you're communicating and you're leading it's like the back of my head i'm like okay cool like I gotta, I gotta level up.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, that's so nice. This podcast is not about me, though. It's about you. But thank you. I'm oh, it's so grateful. About
1: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Yeah, for knowing you and the work that you do. You're it's powerful. You're a force in this uh, space, and you know, it, you are the leader that we need in this training space. So, thank you very much, and thanks for your time today.
1: Thank you, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to come and talk. And um, yeah, thank you so much for all this life, nice things you just said to me again.
0: Yeah. Okay, Vic. Thank you.
1: Cool, cool. Thanks, Amy.
0: Warrior woman, you can listen to these episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please give it love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, tag me in it on Instagram with your biggest takeaway. woman. So this training nutrition and health stuff has challenged you at your deepest level and now you feel stuck. Maybe you've missed regular training for over a year due to an injury and you feel scared to start training again. Maybe you've tried so many programs but they didn't work. So now you feel tired, overwhelmed, out of shape and weak. I believe this stuff shouldn't feel so goddamn hard. I also believe that we should all feel strong and confident. So I pulled on all my knowledge and my experiences over the last decade and created Warrior School. In Warrior School, I help you swap confusion and overwhelm for a plan to get stronger and healthier. And who doesn't love a good plan? Inside Warrior School, I will teach you the key metabolic nutrition principles to give you energy and support your training. I teach you how to approach training to get stronger and get those results that you want. And I teach you how to regulate your cycle and use it as a tool to support your training. I invite you to become a part of Warrior School in three simple steps. Fill out the application form on my website, Book a free discovery call where we talk about your training and your goals. Three, start training today to get stronger and healthier.